back with this. I actually was working with a branding company as well because during the evenings I was doing work that brought me joy. So I, by day I was doing work that blessed other people, (laughs) but I was working with women, trying to start businesses and doing other things. I was doing a bunch of stuff all over the place. And so I had hired a branding company to figure out how to bring all these things together. And they came back and they said, well, we've talked to your clients and we've interviewed people and here's what we found. You are the common denominator. Everybody comes because of you and you have this powerful ability to shift. You're listening to the Move to Millions podcast with Dr. Darnielle J. Harmon. If you're ready for high-level conversations that position and prepare you to move your company, cash flow and connection to and beyond the million dollar mark, Let's get this party started. This episode is powered by Move to Millions, the proven framework to become a million-dollar CEO with grace and ease instead of hustling grind. I am so excited for you to go grab your copy and your exclusive bonuses between now and October the 31st at movetomillionsbook.com. I know I say this every single time and I mean it every single time, but I am so excited for you as a result of my conversation and my guest today, Marissa Q. Coleman-Payne, the CEO of Marissa Q. Payne International. And I just had an amazing conversation about the courage to shift. And I'm going to invite you to sit into your biggest shift as you listen to Marissa in this powerful conversation. Before you meet her in the episode, let me read you her bio. After an insightful career journey that included 27 jobs in 20 years, and no, she is not a millennial, Marissa finally found the work she was born to do, helping leaders, teams, and organizations make shift happen. Marissa Cupain is hopelessly addicted to helping accomplished leaders make the shifts they need to create the life and business results their hearts truly desire, but their heads struggle to make happen. Once settling for a status quo existence and living well beneath her true potential, Marissa has transformed her own life and business many times. She shifted from secretary to CEO, from being overworked and unfulfilled to doing her life's work, facilitating transformational shifts for individuals and organizations. A proud social worker by trade and expert in intra- and interpersonal relationships, Marissa's clients include service-based business owners, nonprofit CEOs, and other executive leaders, plus couples, business partners, management teams, boards of directors, and beyond. I need you to get tissues because you're probably going to need them. I need you to get your pen and your Move to Millions podcast notebook. I need you to think about the next and best shift of your life and your business as we jump into my conversation with Marissa Q. Coleman-Payne. Marissa! (laughs) So excited to welcome you to the Move to Millions podcast. How are you today? I'm fantastic, favorite. How are you? Good. I'm looking forward to this conversation because I know, like those of you who are listening, I hope if you're listening in your car, 
you have your seatbelt on because something is going to be said that's going to make you want to swerve. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be good. I'm just warning you right now that this conversation is going to be extremely powerful. I am going to give Marissa an opportunity to introduce herself herself. But I want you guys to know that I'm so excited about this conversation because I have not met very many people who have a gift like Marissa has. And I'm going to tell you a story because she might not tell you all this story. So I'm going to tell you. When I first met Marissa, it was back in like 2014, 2015. She bought my magnetic marketing success formula. You remember that? Of course. And, and she was supposed to come to the live event and something happened and she couldn't come. So she ended up coming the next year. And before she could even come to the event the next year, she ended up doing my strategic biz retreat. Yes. And she came in. Okay. So let me, let me also say this, because depending upon how you listen, you may or may not see the video of Marissa. Marissa has the kind of presence that as soon as she steps in your space, you feel different. You probably can't even tell it's her, but that's just who she is. Mm -hmm. And today, because she's walking in it, it's even more powerful. But even back then, $25 an hour, Marissa mm -hmm. still had all this power that we're going to get into today. So I have been waiting anxiously for this conversation. Look at me to crying before we even start. Listen, if the tears flow, they're going to be in good company, right? So get some tissues too. Make sure you have some tissues with you in the car. But no, seriously, just take a moment and just tell everybody what you would want them to know about you right now. Uh, hi, family, friends, lurkers, y'all too. <laughs> Marissa Q. Coleman Payne, super excited to be here. I am... For my entrepreneurs and professional folks, I am an executive life coach for women entrepreneurs and executives and an organizational chaos consultant for those who are making shift in their organizations. My mantra, make shift happen, is both my purpose and my calling. I support folks who are in transition in their life, in leadership, and working towards legacy but struggling to make that happen because their heart knows what they want to do, but their head is struggling to make that happen. That is a long, fancy, branded way of saying, I am called to help people realize their full potential, to realize and get over themselves so that they make the transformation that's, that they are called to make happen, happen. It was a journey for me to get here myself, as Danielle has mentioned. But when I tell you that it is my, oh man, it is my great honor and privilege to be sitting in this space as a result of this great woman and her influence in my life. I am so blessed, honored, and grateful to have finally gotten to a space where I know my gift, my worth, my value. And I'm excited to be sharing a little bit about how you two, especially during life's tumultuous shifts can still realize what it is you're supposed to do in your life and business. Is checking your profit and loss statement and realizing that you've made $1 million in cash or more in your business in one year, your wildest dream? I've got just the book you need to give you a step-by-step -step framework to bring your dream to life and to position you to sustain it for years to come. 
Move to Millions, the book will take you from straddling the six-figure plateau to making, moving, and leaving millions. Even if you have no idea where to start or how simple it can be, you can start your journey on the Move to Millions today by ordering your copy at movetomillionsbook.com. As soon as you place your order, you will join our Move to Millions book squad and get access to exclusive bonuses that include getting to read the book now before your copy arrives. Go now to movetomillionsbook.com and join our book squad by getting your copy today. That's me. Oh my gosh, I have chills. There are three things that you said. I might be crying in a second. There are three things that you said that we have to pull on. Okay. But I'm going to start with the last one. When you said, I'm so excited to be sitting in the space where I know my gifts, my worth, and my value. And the reason why that makes me want to tear up is because, of course, I know your story. Like, we've been riding this thing out for a minute. And, yeah. And to hear you boldly and powerfully say that. It just warms my heart. So we're going to come back to that because I want to talk about the journey and the transition for those who are listening that know that there is more, there should be more, but they don't know how to navigate the path. That's really the work you do extremely well. So I want to jump into that. But before we go there, you also said, you know, I help people get over themselves. Yes. And what I love about that piece is that what holds us back are the stories that we've been telling. And so your ability to really get in there and get a hold of that story and mm-hmm. yank it out at the root is like yeah. so powerful. And then last, and this was part of the first thing you said, working with those who are in transition in their life, in their leadership or in their legacy. So y'all know this is going to be a rich conversation because <laughs> we got a lot to cover in the time that it is that we have. So yeah. I want to actually start where you finish. So okay. Walk us through the journey of being able to sit here today, clear, confident, focused, committed on your worth, your value, your gifts. Yeah. And like, what did it take to get here? Because you even alluded to it. You're like, there's been a journey. What was that journey? And what are some of the things that happened that got you to be here right now? What were the biggest shifts that ensued for you? Or what shifts did you make happen to use your own tagline and catchphrase. Yes. So it's interesting. I'm going to say it because I know, like you said, that there are listeners who can relate to this. I always knew I was special. I was born different, born gifted, different from my cousins and my friends. You know, I was a natural leader. So I knew there was something special about me. And before I started internalizing the messages and the negativity from people, I dreamed big. (laughs) And I had big aspirations. And over time, life began to chip away at what I thought was possible for my life. And I started to settle in on a more practical dream for myself. Still a big dream, right? I was an executive director in my career by the time I, before I started my business 12, 13 years ago. And I had marriage, minivan, and a career as a nonprofit CEO. It looked good. But in my soul, I knew that there was something more for me. And for me, I wanted to start a business. 
didn't know any business owners, didn't know what that looked like. And I had that who does she think she is thing from my childhood holding me back a little bit. But I was willing and courageous enough to sort of jump out there and do it in afraid. But I did it afraid in a way, and I modeled after everybody and everything I had seen before. That worked for a while, right? And it was around that time that I came to know you and I, I learned more about business. So when I first started, I, I started afraid. I started with low pricing, self-esteem. I didn't know really how to operate a business. I believed in my gift, but I didn't know what I was doing. And so I found a coach to teach me a little bit more about business. And you were like, girl, you charging too low. And I learned to step into that a little bit more. And I realized that people would pay more. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, right? So <laughs> because of that, my business grew because I was charging more and people were paying. And so I grew. I became a multi-six-figure business pretty quickly and things looked good, but it wasn't authentic. I wasn't in alignment. I wasn't using what really, I wasn't doing what God really wanted me to be doing. And that was a process, right? I was skilled. So I was working and operating in my competent zone, but not in my zone of genius to pull from a book that I love, The Big Leap. So eventually I went through a process. I got burned out essentially and needed to make a shift in the business to make the big leap to get to my true zone of genius. By then I had started to have some results, some success. So I was like, oh, okay, I am that girl a little bit, but it still took a lot of work, mindset work to really believe that I could be who God was really calling me to be. Yeah. And that's just the truth. Yeah. Which I think is admirable. There's a mm -hmm. couple of things that you said, but the one thing I wrote down when you were talking about getting to the multi six figure mark and you said it, it wasn't authentic or in alignment, mm -hmm. like the courage that you had found realize like whatever the right adjective is to describe it yeah. to call yourself out yeah like where did that come from because i know that there are people listening right now that have businesses that are quote unquote successful yeah. they are one step from not even burnout like whatever is after burnout like they're one step from that they are you even said it earlier they're settling Mm -hmm. or whatever it is that they're experiencing. And that's the dream because that's what is coming into their life experience instead of pushing their own lim limits and having the courage to call themselves out. So where did the courage to call yourself out come from so that you could shift? Yeah. You said that you could start to shift and do what was feeding your soul and bringing you joy. Well, see, it gets real, real right up and through here, right? <laughs> so one, I was crying myself going into the office. So I was repeating a cycle that I had seen six, seven years earlier when I was working for someone else. So I'm crying going into my office. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Number two, everybody's getting paid but me, right? Mm. So everything that's coming in was going out. And part of the reason that was happening was because I didn't want to do the work. I'm hiring people 
So we look really great. We have this firm, but I'm hiring people because I don't want to do half of the work that we're taking in Mm -hmm. because I'm not inspired and it's not the work that I want to do. So that was a problem. And so essentially the work that I was doing was managing a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of problems, a whole bunch of work that was not transforming. We had become transactional. And I was called to transform. So there was nothing about this business. Oh, hold on. I can't just let you slide over that part. <laughs> I remember the first time you said that at a mastermind <laughs> retreat and everybody in the room, like there was a shift. <laughs> so back that thing up, slow yeah. it down and say it for us one more time. Yeah. I, the reason who does she think she is was called to business in the first place was because every shift that I had gone through in my life up until that point was for a purpose. And that purpose was to support others in their own transformation. So I had gotten to a place where I had built a business that was supposed to be transforming, but instead we were transactional. Can you do a three-hour training? Can you do a workshop for our people on this complex topic for 90 minutes? Sure, we can do that. Sure, we can do that. Sure, we can do that. Transaction, transaction, transaction. Is that going to solve their problem? Hell no. (laughs) Because it's deeper than that. Like you said, my gift is to get to the root, lift that thing up, So we can actually transform and make a difference and shift you to where you're actually supposed to be. That's what I was supposed to be doing. That is not what I was doing. And subsequently, I was crying myself into the office every day. Yeah. So I don't know how courageous it was. (laughs) I mean, but eventually you did the That I brought myself to the carpet. Yeah. And you were like, I can't do this no more. Correct. Like that's courage because you, how much money did you turn away Mm -hmm. because you didn't want to do it anymore? That's courage. Okay. Because somebody else is still pimping themselves out. Yeah. Because it's easier because they got a lifestyle and they got a car payment and they want to do whatever. And even though it's work that doesn't fill their soul, they would rather sell their soul than admit that they're doing something that they're not called to do. Yeah. Courage all day long. (laughs) Nah, don't do that. (laughs) So, yeah, so I did. I took a sabbatical and um, got quiet. And I came back with this. I actually was working with a branding company as well because during the evenings, I was doing work that brought me joy. So I by day, I was doing work that blessed other people. (laughs) But I was working with women trying to start businesses and doing other things. And I was doing, I was doing a bunch of stuff all over the place. And so I had hired a branding company to figure out how to bring all these things together. And they came back and they said, we've talked to your clients and we've interviewed people. And here's what we found. You are the common denominator. Everybody comes because of you. And you have this powerful ability to shift whatever you touch. So we think you should rename the company Marissa Q. Payne. It's your brand. You are what it, and I was just like, no, I'm, no, I'm behind the scenes. I'm not in front of this. I was resistant at first, 
But again, I was like, okay, it's not really about me. And I recognize that, again, I have a daughter. And I was just like, there are men in the space who I follow, Stephen Covey, John Maxwell, they're branded names based on their name. So how dare I sit here and say, no, it can't be my name when I'm following other white men in particular. Of course it can be my name. So I was like, okay, let's do it. And as I did that, that was sort of the beginning of me stepping into who I am, right? Because now the vision is clear, it's bold, it's big, and I'm owning it. And that was the beginning of now showing up. I will never forget the first meeting I attended with my company name as Marissa Cupane International. And I was afraid, right? I was not afraid, but I was self-conscious. But not only I attended that event, I got a contract at an event and my largest contract, right, has come under that brand. And yeah, we're sitting pretty now, right, in our space. And that was the evolution of how I came to stand in my truth. Stuck on the six-figure plateau? It's time that you cross over the million-dollar milestone with grace and ease. Part memoir and part methodology, Move to Millions, the proven framework to become a million-dollar CEO with grace and ease instead of hustle and grind, helps entrepreneurs and business owners simplify their processes to multiply their profits. Known for breaking down complex topics, I equip you with all that you need to leave the headaches of scaling your business behind so that you can be empowered and edified without compromising any of your values in the process. It is time for you to make the move to millions. Grab your copy today at movetomillionsbook.com. Yeah, and I love that because the Les Browns, these all these people, that their companies are based on the the personal brand of the expert, the and to recognize that you just you deserve to stand in that space too. Yeah. And that your gift, dare I say it, is more powerful than any of the aforementioned names and to ride with that even when it was hard yeah even when you were self-conscious yeah even when you didn't want to really do it and you wanted to turn back like just continuing to live into the courage to shift like I think that's the biggest thing that I'm taking away from our conversation so far is that you had courage to be the first shift so that now you can help others experience whichever shift they need because life, leadership, or legacy. And you know what? This is a little diversion, but I just recently had the opportunity to sit in the audience for a taping that Oprah did for her insiders. And I was sharing with someone about that experience. And I was a guest and she asked me a question. I won't say she interviewed me, but I was a guest in the audience and she asked me a question. My daughter and I were there together. And someone locally was asking me about that experience. One of the things that came to me about Oprah and her gift is that she always made room for herself in her journey, starting as a journalist, then with her show and with her network. And now, even though she's on to different, bigger things, that sweet spot for her is still connecting with audiences. And she found a way to still do it mm-hmm. in a way that fits the lifestyle that she wants at 65. I say, she, I can't believe she's 69 years old. She looks so amazing. Yeah. 
She really did. Um, And I feel like that's sort of what I'm stepping into, right? Mm -hmm. We go from shift to shift, but ultimately the purpose and the light that we have, once you own it, once you embrace it, it will carry with you regardless of where you go, right? And so I started with a consulting firm that was very buttoned up and very traditional. I've Mm -hmm. shifted more. We shifted to more of a boutique firm. We we settled into that, right, based on my name. Mm-hmm. And now because I'm shifting again, right, into based on some sh- a life shift that we may or may not talk about, but I'm shifting again. And but what hasn't changed and what won't ever change is that I will always be working with others in the area of transformation, period. Yeah. Like that's never going to change. And I just I'm so like I said, I'm so happy to know that and to be able to plant my post in that no matter what. Yeah. And what I love, and I don't know that this was God's design. This is like my reflection, knowing you for as many years as we've been in partnership. The fact that you've experienced all the shifts. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like to a certain extent, if you haven't experienced it, it's theory. Mm -hmm. But having had experienced it, it it allows your coaching Mm -hmm. to be that much more transformational. Yeah. You know what He's I mean? Funny. He's real funny that way. God is who we're talking about when we say he, y'all. God just in case. Is definitely who we I'm like, oh, you got jokes. Here's what I love, Carissa. I love that you, and I think I'm going to call this episode The Courage to Shift because I have mm. chills right now as I'm even thinking about what I'm about to say. One of the things that I admire about you is that you have always had the courage to shift mm-hmm. and to have the courage to shift when it's uncomfortable for you, when it's uncomfortable for other people, when it's popular, when there are reasons that you can make for it to stay in whatever requires the shift, choosing yourself and choosing to shift. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that is such an example for women. We're going to talk about Black women and Black women entrepreneurs for a second. Because you said something earlier. You said, I I decided to settle on a more practical dream. Yeah. And I feel like the Marissa that I'm in conversation with right now has decided not to settle for a more practical dream, but instead to get everything that she knows she deserves and desires, even if it upsets the apple cart, even if it disrupts life and business and whatever, (laughs) even if the desire, the courage to to continue to shift and to be the example of what's possible for every woman you have the privilege to serve, the women that haven't even met you yet, the women that are going to move in your direction as a result of this conversation, because I'm just going to sidebar and she didn't ask me to do this. But if you are a woman whether you're an executive or an entrepreneur that is experiencing life transition and you need support to navigate it and you want to navigate it in a way that honors who you are, you need to call her. Like Olita Adams says, I don't care how you get to her if you can. I mean, I'm serious. Like the gift that resides on the inside of this woman, I, I can do my best to put words to it, but I really cannot put words to the experience that you'll have because it's who she is innately. And if her life has been anything for us as an example of what's possible for you when you also get the courage to shift, 
your next days are going to be better than your latter days because she's so committed to giving you the space and the permission to shift however Mm -hmm. you need to shift to get what's best for you. So that was a Mm -hmm. sidebar. Thank you so much. And I I, got to pause here and just catch the listeners up a little bit, right? Because you're speaking from a place that I don't think they can connect to unless they know a little bit more about my story. So single, married, separated, life after divorce. I just want to say that. So I shared how the branding company supported in helping us lean into this shift mantra. That was in 2019. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was married. I'm an empty nester. have three amazing children. They are now 23, 25, 28 at the time of this taping. And so I was had the dream. Like I said, the mortgage, the minivan, all the things. And I had a podcast with my husband at the time. And, you know, just was actually preparing to celebrate a 25th vow renewal, just all the beautiful things. We were around pandemic time, didn't know that was coming. But this was the time frame. We had a big launch, big Shift the Experience event in 2019, and we continued to have an annual event thereafter. And I relocated from my hometown from St. Louis to New York in 2021, I believe it was. But things began to shift in my relationship. And after doing all the things, I made the decision to leave the relationship. We are now actually going through a divorce. And so imagine my ex-husband was a minister. So imagine being the power couple. We actually received the power couple award, the minister, the esteemed role model, all of the things 27 years in, that's like three marriages, right? In today's times, minimum, right? (laughs) And then having this purpose around shifting and a podcast and just all of the things and having then that thing look different, right? So when you talk about shifting, and that's just in one life area, right? The women that I talk to, the women that I support have shifted in grief, health, sometimes marriage, sometimes children, all of the things can be disruptive to our business. I know you have talked about how unsuccessful Black women in particular can be in business and trying to do this. A lot of times that's business savvy, sales savvy, but often it's also life shifts, Mm -hmm. right? Life is going to life you. And as I was going through. So I'm like, at the time that we launched Shift, I did not know this big old transformational hairy shift was coming to me. I thought I knew Shift because I had shifted out of career into entrepreneurship. I'd shifted from consulting to boutique on some other little shift, baby. (laughs) You try shifting out of a 27-year marriage and being mother and wife and having a whole bunch of stuff going on in your life to just you and a city by yourself, because I left New York and moved to a city all on my own, while still trying to now having to shift the business model because I don't have two incomes anymore, Mm -hmm. whole bunch of shift. And still having a brand and a social kind of presence and what that looks like. I had to navigate that. I'm still navigating that. 
And I think that when I hear you talking about how to do that and what that looks like, I decided to do it in a way that felt still felt authentic to me. And I've had to do it and model it in a way that lets people know I'm not just talking about it. I'm being about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, all I all I got is the courage to shift because I know that there are people who are dying on the inside yeah. and settling. Like I think about that when I was driving down the road adjacent to my house and God said, I will let them live on whatever level they settle for. Mm-hmm. There are people who are settling for where they are right now because it's uh, here. Right? Yes. Instead of settling for the biggest shift ever, the shift yeah. that's going to finally bring into their life everything that it is that They've been saying that they want, right? They've been writing in their journal, putting on their vision boards or whatever the case might be. It's just, what do you say to them? If someone, if someone is listening right now and they are settling for the level where they are not experiencing everything that they most desire in their life and they feel empty, maybe even dead on the inside. And just going through the motions on the outside, what would you say to them? Could you just speak Mm -hmm. into their lives right now? Absolutely. So the first thing I want to say is you already know. (laughs) I remember the moments That, of course, the first thing I did once I when I relocated was get my little hips into therapy. Mm -hmm. And I remember it took me a while to find the right person. Take your time, find the right person. Right. So it does take time. I used an app and I went to a different therapist every week until I found the one. Mm -hmm. She asked me a question that came with, I was talking about my situation and she's like, had you seen this before? When did you know? And it took me probably 30 minutes to speak. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I sat there and sat with that question and cried the tears of shame, honestly, because the answer was I knew a long time ago. (laughs) But to admit that meant so much more about me and not the person, right? And I I was, I'm the strong Black woman. I'm all of these things. And so there's no way that yes could be the answer because then what does that say about me? Yeah, that's real. so, oh my gosh, right? It took me a good, but I needed... That time, and and like I said, good therapist matters. She just sat there and gave me the space. Mm-hmm. And I, to get that out, right? You need your emotions have to flow through you. So many of us strong women in particular, we, and men too, especially actually, we bottle it up. We strong, right? We suppress it. And then that creates new problems because it's that suppression is hanging out in our bodies somewhere. And so we really actually need to give ourselves permission to get that. Can we cuss on your podcast? To give ourselves permission to get that shit out so that it can flow so that there's room 
for what actually needs to come in. No matter what it is, we got to name it to tame it. Mm -hmm. And so until you're willing to accept it, to identify it, to say it, right? Release the power and the stronghold off. I promise you we can deal with it. It is nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Like I said, I'm saying I am now officially, <laughs> right? I was a relationship coach before. I'm still a relationship coach. I, yeah. Like I said, I was married 27 years. I'm an amazing wife, right? Mm-hmm. Single, married, separated, life after divorce. I've done all the things. I'm doing all the, now I know all the things. Right. <laughs> that has not changed, but we've got to name it. We've got to be willing to confront it in order for us to get to resolution for it. If you're not willing to get to that pile of paper, you got to start opening the mail. Yeah. You can't cover what you refuse to confront. Exactly. Yeah, that's so good. I know you love the Move to Millions podcast. I know you can't wait every single week for me to drop a new episode. You know what that tells me? It tells me that you're also going to love my brand new book, Move to Millions, the proven framework to become a million-dollar CEO with grace and ease instead of hustling grind. Listen to me. Everything you need to know to make millions of dollars without losing your shirt, your sanity, or anything that's important to you in the process is in this powerful book. It takes what you are experiencing each week on the podcast to the absolute next level. Go now to movetomillionsbook.com to grab your copy. How has all the shifts, especially the most recent shift, how has it impacted or maybe impacting is impacted isn't the right word. How is it showing up in the business today? Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> meaningfully, meaningfully, again, fully transparent. I'll go first because clearly that's what Jesus wanted me to do. <laughs> I, especially because half of my business is supporting women. And like I said, There was a time when I was like, well, because divorce is a private thing Mm -hmm. and it's a legal thing. So Mm -hmm. in addition to the private part, there's also legality that keeps you from being able to speak, you Mm -hmm. know, or talk about, not that you would have to, but it's a little tricky to navigate. Yeah. And so... And because I am a personal brand and I personally share, people think I share all my business. Trust me, I do not. But it seems like it, right? (laughs) And so it was tricky trying to figure out, now I'm in a different city. So it felt uncomfortable. It's like, well, what's she doing there? And he's there. So I, I couldn't necessarily announce right away. Yeah. So that was interesting. People would be DMing me, hey, I'm in New York. You want to get together? And I'm like, sure would, but too bad I'm in Nashville, you know, like. (laughs) So it was, there was definitely that challenging. So I talked about it. I talked about it with my therapist. I created a very small support group that I processed things with and, and really decided strategically how and when I would announce what I would say. Not, again, centered so much on the relationship, but I had to get to a place where I was comfortable telling my story, separating from the relationship, but owning 
and not necessarily caretaking for someone else's story, experience. Yes, considering feelings, but not owning someone else's feelings. That was progress and healing. I definitely had a women's group. I had to take a break again and and being comfortable and able because you can't, you got to put your mask on first. Right. I can't feed you right now. I need to be fed, right? Mm -hmm. And being comfortable and okay with that. Mm -hmm. And so shifting, I'm fortunate again that my brand and my name speaks for me in rooms that I'm not in. And so I was able to have enough business to take care of me in earnest because of the way we operate it. I wouldn't necessarily do this if I had it to do again. I don't necessarily believe in mistakes, but the way our household operated, I didn't necessarily have to worry about my household bills. Mm -hmm. So I didn't necessarily pull from the business as much as I should have. Now I've got to rely on the business for 100% of my income. That's different, which Mm -hmm. means I had to cut staff Mm-hmm. So I had to make a lot of strategic business decisions that shifted things. Mm-hmm. And we just took it one day at a time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I, yeah. what I love in there is that there's two things that really stand out for me. Number one, even when or in spite of the shift, yeah, the ability to be able to look at your business and identify what you have to have versus what is nice to have. Correct. Right? Like one of the things that I advocate for is a lean team. Will there be people to support you? Yes, because you can't do all the things, right? Yep. And if you do, you're just going to delay your acceleration. But you don't also don't need all the people. And really looking for ways to make sure that the people that you do have are the right people and they can multi-hat it for you so that things are getting covered, right? So being able to evaluate that, that's probably the first thing that stood out. And then the second thing is that there is no one way to scale and sustain a business. And when you are experiencing a shift, the beautiful thing about the businesses that we create and curate is that they can shift with us. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to pull that out for those of you who are listening that might be going through your own life transition right now and being fearful of how that might impact your business. Being a fiscally responsible business person Mm -hmm. means that you will be able to have the resource that you need in order to navigate whatever the path is. Marissa and I have had many a coaching call where I'm like, (laughs) everything you need is going to be provided. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. Like literally just last week, we were working on a strategy. I'm like, you won't need, we don't need no sales page. <laughs> we don't need no funnel. This is what I need you to do, right? Like, yeah. and all of that is okay. Yeah. Like, I think we get our pennies in a bunch because we feel like we have to have all the things. But we have to remember, before there was an internet, there were million-dollar companies. Yes. And those companies were designed and selling through relationship. Correct. And so whenever we're in a shift, that's an opportunity for us to go back to the relationships that we have and to see what we have that's right in our back pocket that we forgot about because we have all of these other fancy things that we could be doing to move our business forward. Yeah. And I want to say again, back to that why businesses fail and how life shifts can impact that. I think it's human nature, right, to resort back to comfort zone. Yeah. And so I think it's very common for women to think I got to get a job. 
<laughs> in this space, at least a part-time job or something, because we want safety, right? We want safety and we want security. And I won't say, because this was a message that was percolating and being told to me, get a job, get a job, get a job. It was something that I was considering until I really sat down and recognized, looked at my numbers, looked at my gift, my talent. I'm looking at the marketplace and I'm looking at my business and what I bring in. And I'm like, there isn't a job out here that's going to produce what I'm able to produce on my own. No, I'm not functioning at full capacity. But yeah. even at 50, 60 percent, I can do better than any job out here. Yeah. It's going to consume and take my time. It's a mindset shift yeah. and getting to a place where we're not listening to the voices that don't mean us, that may be well-intentioned. Yeah. Some of them do, some of them don't. But you've got to really, you may have to minimize the distractions and things in other places so that you can be centered. But don't shift. Don't shift the wrong things. Just yeah. get, centered so that you can focus. The main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. Yeah, that's good. And even when you know you have to shift, don't necessarily rush into the shift. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Making sure that the strategy is clear, whatever yeah. it is, right? I mean, I can imagine depending upon what the shift is that we have to make and how emotional it is, wanting to be irrational and just fly into the shift, right? Yeah. But recognizing the need to stop and allow the shift to simmer so you can get your bearings so that as you shift, you don't lose what's the most important thing and the reason you're shifting in the first place. So I love that. I think yeah, that. I say it all the time. Do not suffer in silence and don't do it alone. Yeah. That's so important for us as well, especially the more personal it is and personal it gets. Yeah. We isolate ourselves and that's the time when you need support the most. You are in your head in all of the areas and you can't think well that way. Yeah. You need someone on a regular recurring basis speaking life into you, yeah. especially if you've lost your person, lost you, right? Your support. Yeah. Going internal is the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, it is true. And that Whether means, you're paying for it or it's free. Correct. Don't suffer in silence. It's the so wrong true. thing to do. Yeah. There's so many statistics that just talk about the fact that I forget. I think it's like 80% of cancers happen because of Ooh. unresolved feelings, forgiveness and emotion. So that means 80% of the cancers that we as a country experience, we could have avoided if we didn't suffer in silence. Goodness. Yeah, that's really crazy. Crazy, crazy. Let's crazy. not do that. Let's not do that. Let's <laughs> not do that. Let's absolutely not do that. <laughs> As we think about the courage to shift, is there yes. anything that we've left unsaid that we should mm. say? You know, I am now sitting, I don't know, 14, 15 months into probably the second largest shift of my life. And I was just thinking about this. I am so grateful. Not easy, not done. <laughs> but I was just celebrating how far I have come in a year's time. 
And the things that I am working on today are not the things I was working on a year ago. And to be able to see the progress, the growth, the healing, and to now be, I am actually opening my, I'm ready, right? Again, um, I had closed my calendar, right? To to one-on-one while I was in my own process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm opening my calendar again this fall to take on, I want a full roster because I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And just to know that, this too shall pass, Mm -hmm. but not only will it pass that you can be proactive and strategic in how it passes, right? You don't have to be passive about it. There are actually things that you can do, even when I say that there are planned shifts sometimes, and there are unplanned shifts, even with those unplanned shifts, you can still be strategic in how you get from your current state to the future state that you desire. And I am a living, breathing testimony to that. Yeah, that's so good. So good. I have to ask you our closing questions. I'll do that in a second. Okay. Can't have you on here and we not talk for just a minute about what it's been like for us to work together over the (laughs) years. Why you keep Kyron me. Are we still doing life together? So I just wanted to give you a forum just to chat a little bit about the experience and us working together as a part of the mastermind. Yeah, whatever you would want to share with the people as it pertains to that. Imagine someone's asking you, what's it like? Why do you keep doing it? So funny that you say that because we've talked about all of the different times that I have shifted in my business and in my life. And for the past almost decade now, probably, mm-hmm. almost. Uh, you've been a part of that. And when you find something you like, stick with it. What are you shifting for? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I, and I think what is beautiful about working with you is that you always deliver no matter what or where I am, you always deliver for whichever strategy I'm working on personally and professionally, you always deliver. So your gift is thick (laughs) and in a good way Mm -hmm. uh, as well. And it is a life partnership, like who I am today as a owner, as a boss, as a entrepreneurial CEO, right? I came in as a CEO, but I came in as an employee CEO. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between Mm -hmm. an employee CEO and an entrepreneurial CEO. The reason I'm able to stand flat foot and confidence is because of you. There's no question about that. And I'm here because you my coach, period. Yeah. <laughs> have all the feel. I love it. I love it. I love you so much. We are going to make sure that we put information in the show notes so that they can connect with you because I know there's going to be some women. And again, you guys, and I don't do this and I'm not doing this just because we are in partnership together as coach yeah. and client and all of that. 
I truly believe in the work that Marissa does. And if she says she's opening up her calendar this fall, I don't know what that means. I'm not going to ask her to tell us, but I'm going to tell you, slide in them DMs, (laughs) start you a conversation. If you really want to have somebody who can hold you to the shift that is going to take you to where God has always seen you and to feel supported in every way as you do, slide in her DMs. And we'll make sure that we put all of her information in the show notes. Now, Marissa, before I let you go, I have to ask you our three closing questions. First, what is the quote that when you are having a moment and you need to shift, helps you to make the shift? What's the quote? When I'm having a moment, my favorite quote, it seems odd. Like an, I would say it probably seems like an odd one to go to. But I was raised by my grandparents. My grandmother was the matriarch of our family. She was my very best friend. Mm -hmm. And she transitioned when I was 20, way too early. Because of her and my grandfather's influence in my life, service and legacy are values and themes in my life. Mm -hmm. And service is the rent we pay for the space we occupy. Mm Is a responsibility that sticks with me. And when I can't, I think of people besides me. Mm -hmm. The first time I knew that I needed to shift, I didn't have it in me to do it for myself. I have a daughter, though, that I was raising that I love immensely. And I knew that if she saw the state that I was in at that moment, it wasn't what I wanted for her. So I, I got my shift together mm-hmm. for her. And I know women do a lot and too much for everybody. And I'm aware of that as well. But that's what gets me. Service yeah. is the rent we pay for the space we that. occupy. I love that. What is one book that you would say has been instrumental when you think about your own move to millions, when you'll move back to millions, like all of that, like what's been the book or mm-hmm. the book that you come back to over and over and over? Mm-hmm. Besides move I'm... to millions, because <laughs> of course. that book hasn't come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I mentioned it already, The Big Leap. Okay, yeah. I love, yep. I love <laughs> Gay Hendricks and that book. So grateful to him for that book. And then lastly, what is one tool that you swear by that has made a difference for you as you've been moving to and beyond millions. <laughs> it's funny, you mentioned all the things, the apps and the software and what you need for team and all of that. And when we talked last week, I don't know if I said this to you, but I've been sharing about our conversation with others since then. And I was just like, I need the business that I can manage with a microphone and Zoom. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Those are my two tools. Baby, give me a mic. I can use it in person. I can use it virtually. And I got Zoom for virtual and I'm good. Them the two tools I can get out. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. This has been such a rich conversation. I know that women will come back to this. Men too will come back to this over and over and over and just pull on the nuggets that you shared. I just want to thank you for having the courage to shift 
and for willingly inviting people into your shift, some of the shift while it was happening. Because when I think about every shift, while it was going on, you started telling people about it. And I think that in and of itself takes courage. And it's just an example of the leader that you are and the commitment that you have to transformation for other people. So thank you for being here. Thank you. That was amazing, amazing, amazing. Didn't I tell you it was going to be amazing? Listen, Marissa is such a gem and we really just scratched the surface. So I think about the conversation and many of the things that she said and how she just kind of unwrapped them for you. Oh, amazing. I'm going to pull a few things out. I love when she said I was willing and courageous enough to jump out there. That's what we talked about a lot, or at least that's what I interpreted from what we talked about, the courage to shift. I loved how she admitted that she started out with low pricing self-esteem. How many of us have done my hands up? (laughs) You might not be able to see it, but I certainly had low pricing self-esteem when I first came into the marketplace. I loved the courage to realize that the business that she had built, the multiple six-figure business that she had built, wasn't authentic and in alignment and deciding to shift to being willing to call herself out and to get the business that was truly designed for her. I loved when she said, and I want you to think about this in your own business, we had become transactional and I was called to transform. Are you being more transactional than you are transformational? And what would you need to change in order to be more transformational so that you experience transactions? Because I'm not saying that there shouldn't be a monetary exchange, but we shouldn't do it for the money, right? And I loved even the question that she asked as we were talking about our work together over the past eight years. And she kind of said it jokingly, but what are you shifting for? I want you to ask yourself, regardless of where you are right now, if you can see where you should be or where you desire to be instead, what are you shifting for? That's the question I want you to ask yourself. And I want you to do me a favor. I want you to take the however you listen to this podcast and I want you to take a screenshot a selfie and I want you to tag me in a story tag me and tag Marissa so that we can know that you have just listened to the courage to shift and as a result you are about to start your biggest shift yet as Marissa stated her DM or as I stated for Marissa her DMs are open if you would like to slide on in there and get some support into your biggest and best shift yet. I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Move to Millions podcast. If this episode has impacted you in any way, would you please take a moment and rate and review? Doing so helps us to deepen our impact and expand our reach around the world. And if you are ready to start your very own Move to Millions, recommend that you order your very own copy of my brand new best-selling book, Move to Millions, the proven framework to become a million-dollar CEO with grace and ease instead of hustle and grind. You can get your copy and our bonuses today at movetomillionsbook.com. Until next time, remember, millions are your birthright, and to access them, you need only move. I'll see you next time.